Welcome to the Genuine Creative Podcast with Melissa Hurt. Here's where I'll be helping creatives get through mindset blocks, step into wellness and self-care practices, and overcome imposter syndrome so that you can live genuinely as a creative person, putting your greatest gift out into the world. to be here with you today and I'm going to teach you all about how to be productive without burning out and without feeling like you need to push through because I promise you it is not about that. So this topic is very special to me because as a person who has two graduate degrees, I know a little something about deadlines and I know a little something about needing to be uber productive in many ways in small chunks of time. Now, the tips that I'm going to teach you today, unfortunately, I did not know back then. Back in the day, when I was a graduate student, I only stayed productive by drinking all the coffee and negating sleep and doing whatever I could to stack my time as best as I could through the day to get everything done. I don't recommend that because what happens is you burn out. You get exhausted, you get high strung on coffee, and so then you go out with your friends to drink some beers to unwind, but then you're in this horrible cycle of caffeine to lift you up and beer to kind of wind you down. I highly just do not recommend that for anybody. And uh, it's just really not a healthy cycle to be on. Later in my life, when I started to become a certified yoga teacher and really commit to health and wellness and a full mind-body system approach, I learned more about how the body actually works and how the body is, and I know this sounds strange, it is a revelation, but we are bodies of water and electricity. And we are uh, complicated cellular organisms that live within ecosystems just like other animals on the planet. And we really need to pay attention to the bigger picture to know how we function best, how we can behave at our best, meaning take action in our highest light so that we can do the good work that we know that we're on this earth to do. As enlightened beings, we have that choice. And so for me, being productive is all about understanding how my energy work and understanding my values. And I'm going to break those down for you. But first, I am going to talk a little bit about the standard way of being productive. As I see it promoted in pop culture, social media, and just in our uh, fast-paced American culture at large. Now, typically, we have coffee in the morning or tea, some kind of caffeinated drink. I love my morning coffee, don't get me wrong. But for a lot of people, it doesn't stop there. Coffee can happen throughout the day. Sometimes if it's not coffee, it becomes an energy drink. For some people, it can even become energy tablets. But there's some kind of substance that's keeping us going, 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 going. And then there's usually another substance that in the evening time, they take to come back down. And for me, when I was in grad school, it was alcohol. It was, you know, a glass of wine or a beer almost every night, which isn't, again, a bad thing. But for me personally, it's not the choice I want to be making. I also went to bed very, very late 
when I was in graduate school. Then I would have to wake up early to go to classes or teach classes. And so I'm sleep deprived. And because of that sleep deprivation, I'm then drinking more caffeine throughout the day to get stuff done. It just becomes an unhealthy and imbalanced cycle that perpetuates itself. What I didn't know then was the importance of exercise. And I had heard it in the past, you get this endorphin rush. And I had never experienced the endorphin rush. So I thought that was a myth. I thought they were just selling me a bunch of lies. So I didn't do it. I would try jogging, but all I felt was huffing and puffing and exhaustion. And I hated it. So I didn't do it. And I, I never got that rush. But what I didn't know then that I know now is you have to find the exercise that's right for you. And maybe I'll do a whole other episode that's just on that. But that's not the focus of my talk today. If you want to know more about that, drop me a comment and let me know, and I'm happy to dive into everything I know about that that I've learned along the way. But circling back to when I then became aware of how the body works, how we are united with other animals in this ecosystem, how we're connected to energy at large, it helped me to understand that I had a reserve of energy inside myself that was important. Now, my energy, I'm not talking about your spiritual self, your aura, what you emit in the world. Like, oh, she's got a really good vibe about her. I'm not talking about that kind of energy. I'm talking about literally the spark that you feel inside of you that gives you a sense of zest in what you're doing, a commitment, a focus. Maybe it's the thing that you connect into to tap into a flow state when you're working so that in that flow state, time and space tends to disappear and you are connected with that thing that you are doing. Now, a lot of creatives know about flow state because more than likely when you are creating your art, you drop into it and it is magic. That's what we hope to have every day. But if we're sleep deprived, if we're hungry, if we're uh, suffering with a headache because we're dehydrated from drinking too much beer or wine or whatever the night before, or too much coffee in the morning. All of those things get in the way of that flow state. So let's talk about energy at large and how we come to know it and respect it. Little physiology biochemical lesson for you. Our bodies run on tons of hormones, tons, more than I could possibly list or even know. But the two main ones that I'm going to talk about are cortisol and melatonin. Now, cortisol, we may have heard about before. It's that flight, fight, or freeze hormone that when you're in a rush and there's a state of panic or fear or anxiety, we either fight, so we fight back and p power through and get really vengeful or whatever that action is. We might choose flight which means we get out of there or we freeze. We just completely freeze in our tracks and don't know what to do. We stop breathing. That's cortisol doing that. But cortisol does a lot more than that. Cortisol is a necessary hormone because it gives us those drives to keep going, to get up and do something. When we have a deadline and we see we feel that mild sense of panic, that's cortisol kicking in to get your butt in gear and get it done. So we do need cortisol. It, it gives us a state of alertness and it, it keeps us going and it keeps our mind open to everything that's happening around us so that we can keep ourselves safe. It's a great hormone to have 
and it gives us what I'm going to call our peak energy. Think of the peak of a mountaintop. It's our peak energy is because of cortisol. Cortisol levels will rise and fall throughout the day. That's very natural. It happens in everybody. For most people, the cortisol level is highest in the morning, like around 7 a.m. for most people. And so it'll peak and then it'll fall a little bit, then it'll rise again and then it'll fall. And usually, again, for most people, around 2 p.m., it'll get to a very low state. Now, notice if you tend to reach out for the cup of coffee or the soda around 2 p.m. or the snacks. It's the cortisol slump. Your body is craving something to give it that boost because naturally your body is in that non-peak time because the cortisol is quite low. But then again, for most people, it'll surge back up around you know 5 or 6 p.m. And then around the time that the sun starts to set, it will go down and stay pretty low. So cortisol rises high around the time of sunrise ebbs and flows, and then it'll get to a lower state once the sun starts to go down. This is where we are beautiful animals in the wild because we move according to the sun in a lot of ways, just like other animals on earth. Now, melatonin is the hormone that your brain releases to make you sleepy. So melatonin uh, rises when the sun goes down so that we can be sleepy again. And this is why it's really important when it's, you've had your dinner, start to ease yourself down. Do easy activities. Watch a movie, do a puzzle, read a book. And as you get closer to the time that you want to go to bed, start to dim the lights so that your body is cued up for that deep rest that sleep brings. So if we operate in these ways where we are in service of cortisol and melatonin, think of it as generating the best energy stores that we can for ourselves. Because if you're pushing through and doing something after the sun has gone down, the cortisol is like, what am I supposed to rise back up again? This is effort. And then you're just burning out your adrenal glands and experiencing fatigue. We don't want that. So the way that you know how your own energy works and ebbs and flows throughout the day is you keep track of it. So what I want you to do is keep a list of times of day where you just feel focused, you feel charged, you feel good, you feel like you could start that project that requires a little more of your intellectual and creative energy, and you feel like you could do it well. Write down when that time is and do the thing, just do it. And then when you start to feel a slump, write down when the slump starts. Go on through your day and then notice when you start feeling that charge again, write that time down. And then how long does that, that surge last for you? When does it start to fall out? Write that down. You're gonna do this throughout the day, noticing your peak and noticing when it starts to fall out. Now, if you were to do this over three or four consecutive days, you would probably see a pattern. You would see that in the morning, you've got some kind of a focus time. Maybe your focus time is much higher around noontime because that's your pattern. 
maybe you realize that your second highest peak time is uh, maybe 6 p.m. That might be the way you're wired. And if it's consistent, that might just be how you are. But you notice that definitely by 8.30, you drop out. You're just getting tired. Pay attention to that too. Now, what you're going to do is think about all of the activities that you do in your daily life. Your work, your exercise, recreational activities, your hobbies, whatever it is. And the things that are most important to you, primarily that's going to probably be the thing that generates income for you because we do live in a society that needs for us to pay bills, do your work at those peak times. If it's creative work that's harder for you, do that during your peak times. And the times that are non-peak, you want to devote to the things that are more mindless for you. So for example, I noticed that my I am sharp as a whip between like 6 a.m. and 8 in the morning. Like I am on it. And so as a writer, that's when I do my writing because everything is happening for me and it's, it feels effortless and that state of flow comes very easily and organically for me. But for me, one of my non-peak times is between 2 and 4 p.m. I'm just kind of fuzzy at that time. So that might be a time that I'm sifting through my emails and you know answering emails deleting the junk, whatever it is. That's stuff that I need to do, but I don't have to be sharp in my energy to do it. Sometimes for me, going through some graphic design for a post I'm gonna make, that's fun work for me and it doesn't require a really sharp focus. So I could do that during my non-peak time. But once my peak energy comes up again, then maybe I'll start doing a, a plan for something, something where I need to pull in my understanding of different uh, outlets of my life to, to organize something. Maybe I'll do that during my next peak time. But I find that when I work with the ebb and flow of my cortisol levels and I do my high-focused energy work and my peak times and my more mindless or just all out resting, taking a walk outside or, you know, coloring or whatever I want to do in my non-peak time, that tends to promote my energy stores in the, the best possible way where I don't need excess amounts of coffee or caffeine to get through the day because I'm working with my natural energy. Now, the second part of this is understanding your values. You might think, what the heck do your values have to do with it? Well, your values are your core ideas and things that are super important to you. And they shape who you are, but really they shape how you are. Now, I am absolutely doing another episode that's only on values, so stay tuned. But your values are like your inner compass. They steer you towards what's in alignment for you, what is in your highest good, and what protects your energy. When you are doing something that's in alignment with your values, you feel joy, you feel balance, you feel ease, you feel buoyancy. When you are doing something that's out of alignment with your values, you might feel heavy or anxious or pissed off because it's an agitation and it just doesn't sit right with you. And if you were to do the deep inner work, 
you could trace that down to realize it's because something about that work is out of alignment with your values. Now, we're talking about productivity. So if you can find the activities that are in complete alignment with your values and do them during those peak times, more than likely you will be even more productive because you've got the bonus of that cortisol uh, supporting you, but you're also in alignment with what's personally important to you. And so you're gonna be super focused and ready to take on the world. So do that work that's in alignment with your values during your peak time. And again, we all have work that we just have to do and maybe it's out of alignment with our values, but we just have to do it. And again, when I get to my episode on values, I'll tell you how to work with those things more deeply. But do those things in your non-peak times, because we all have them. We all have the stuff that we just have to get through. And eventually it will fall off the list, but just get through it and keep an integrity with yourself, with your self-care to help manage that. All right, so... This was my understanding of productivity and it's what I have used for probably three or four years now. And with this process, I've written a book and published a book and promoted another book that was published and created programming and, and instructional design. And like all these things that I'm doing now were because I was tending to how my energy works and working in alignment with it so that I was basically getting out of my own way to be my best self. I want you to let me know how this works for you. Keep that diary for three or four days. What are your peak times? What are your non-peak times? What are the activities that you can do during those peak times? And if they're in alignment with your values, you will be a rock star during those times. And then let me know what confusions you have for you and I'll see how I can clear that up for you because I want you to be clear, productive, and influential always. And it comes by being aligned with your highest good. All right, my friends, that's our show today. Again, take care of yourself, and I will catch you next time. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a positive review.